0: BMG Partners and 1494 2AY presents The Journey Podcast. The stories you're about to hear are true. They shine a light on the events and incidents, known and unknown, that have shaped the lives of the Albury-Wodonga region's most intriguing personalities, local legends and unsung heroes. So sit back and enjoy... Hello, you're with Kev Poulton and let me ask you a question. Have you ever wondered what happens to the waste product of worms? Well, even if you haven't asked yourself that question, you're about to find out the answer with the Managing Director of Nutrisoil, Rachel Armstrong, a part of the journey this time around. The background behind it... Now you come to us from Nutra which is a local business which is actually doing something fairly substantial nationally, and maybe you've got some international attention. Uh, anybody who hasn't heard of the particular business here locally, give us a background of it.
1: Essentially, we empower farmers to grow life-enriching food. That's our purpose. But um, one of the, or well, two tools that we use is um, education. But the signature product that we have that we're most known for is our um, Nutrasol worm liquid. So we've got great big worm farms and um, most people think of the backyard little worm farms and if you think of that times a thousand we've got yeah 500 meters of worm beds uh, on the property and yeah so we we purposefully feed worms uh, what we want to get out the other end as a biological fertilizer. So farmers are using this to grow crops. Uh, um, they're using it on pasture, um, in the, you know, dairy um, systems and, yeah, in horticulture, viticulture, yeah, right across the board.
0: Aubrey Wodonga's full of hidden secrets. Yeah. <laughs> and this sounds like another one of those cases that we've sort of discovered through this journey process. And how long have you been established and, and uh, what was the motivation behind, I guess, farming worms and, and their juices?
1: Sometimes I say, you know, um, we're Aubrey best-kept secret. And in, in saying that, that motivates me to sort of do more in our local area. So we well-known in Western Australia, believe it or not. And, yeah, we are getting international interest. While we're not planning to export to, you know, America, Canada... New Zealand, the places that are interested, it's sometimes our, our home town that we um, that we sort of want to get word out. That's why we participate in the business awards and things like that. It, it's a, a good way to, to let others know what we're doing. This is very much my father's brainchild, Graham. He Um, or we all grew up on the farm at Yakandanda. He's a fourth generation farmer, uh, dairy farmer, um, at the time when he came up with this innovation. He initially used the manure from the dairy operation to feed worms and start, you know, making this worm liquid. But it all started from a chemical accident that he had. So um, when he was using a a really common um, chemical called dimethylate, um, which is an insecticide, to get rid of certain insects in in the pasture, he had an accident and, and inhaled it so he became really ill um, and the thing about these chemicals is they're often not acute so he didn't attribute his, um, his sort of lethar- lethargy, he couldn't get out of bed and flu-like symptoms. Um, straight away to the poison and it was sort of later on that they they found out that that would have been the link yeah there was a real wake-up call um and this is in the 80s a long time ago um to like our so-called healthy farm life uh, not being so healthy like because of the products that people are using so the chemicals and and um even the the massive costs um of fertilizers that that farmers need to use these days just to grow um, their pasture or crops so yeah all of these things were the beginnings of um my father being the innovative and creative person that he is so to start experimenting with natural um fertilizers like seaweed and and the the worm liquid so that's sort of the start of it
0: I Guess it's a, it's a full family affair now, really, isn't it? it your certainly is. So, you're managing director, yeah. So, you would have grown up here, I guess, gone yes. to school here,
1: yeah. Yeah, so Yakandanda is where the family farm was, and there's still some family there now. I went to Yakandanda Primary School, and then I went on to St. Paul's College at Waller to boarding school. And but I did come back to Wodonga High, yeah. So,
0: and so, yeah. what's your qualification then to work in that business? Are you, oh. Obviously, it's something your father Discovered and you've had to yeah. fall in love with as well.
1: Yeah, so my interest um, was not to go into farming and agriculture; it was actually health, and so I went on to university in Melbourne and did a Bachelor of Health Sciences. And yeah, so I, I was always interested in the human health component. I suppose a journey of um, going from you know the university studies uh, to going to I lived and worked overseas in Sri Lanka for um, three years and and sort of realised that whilst health was important, there was other aspects, you know, people needed income as well. And um, all the time my father was starting to develop, you know, the the Nutrisol um, product. And so from Sri Lanka to Western Australia and lived and worked over there and worked in community development. And eventually, yeah, my father was sort of saying it would be good to have some help with um, what he was doing. But, yeah, I started to connect the way food was grown to our health, which sounds obvious it sounds obvious to me now but initially it was just you know we we, we sort of separate that mm-hmm. so we we think of human health as um you know what exercise we do and and having like you know fruit and veggies and, and and these things in our diet but we don't think about how they are grown and yeah what methods this all came around and i ended up in agriculture mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i've got a bachelor of science but we're interested in a um like uh, an area of it, like that's more regenerative agriculture, and it's a shift away from the conventional agriculture um, uh, type of thinking. So if you were to go and study ag science, you'll be trained in conventional agriculture, and that'll include doing all the sums on how many inputs, how many fertilisers, what chemicals are needed when, when something goes wrong. So having training, university training in this field, isn't actually that helpful <laughs> mm. so yeah and for me it was having training in another sort of field that helped me understand research methods science and how you know how um you know scientific inquiry which is an important you know method to understand but yeah it was it was actually quite helpful to be outside of the realm and the other thing is my father never wanted salespeople in the business so we've never employed somebody that was a salesperson so again we actually want to, to really make a difference we need to be outside the box yeah. <laughs> so yeah when you sort of say what training have you had for this business it's like what training haven't i had which helps us to think you know broader well yeah.
0: immediately just having um, met you today and talking to you about what, what is clearly your passion your family's yeah. passion yeah key there was education yeah so what are your thoughts on that and what's the message that through this this product that you, you try to to make us think you, you mentioned the balanced diet of you know fruit and veg and you think of that but then everyone's familiar with balanced diet they're familiar with words like organic um but they don't necessarily proactively know what that means unless it's written on a label well i guess what's the message that you usually have as you do meet people and, and talk about your product
1: so now we're really having to find out how farming's done like you know really find out what is the the thinking and the methods that a farmer's using to produce the food that we're eating and that sounds really hard we sort of expect that um you know that that's been done for us and unfortunately the way um you know the health outcomes that we're getting these days that are increasingly you know getting worse and worse Mm. we're going to have to start doing that work now for some people that's going to a farmer's market and meeting farmers and that's that's not always easy to get all your produce that way, but it helps to start educating you, you know, with regards to organic. It's um, you know some people are critical that not all organic food is the the highest quality because we le- you can learn that organic food is um, is something that's passed uh, regulations to say that they've removed a certain amount of chemicals and fertilisers, but there's not a guarantee that they've increased the carbon in the soil. So now there's organic regenerative. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean to confuse things, but that's, that's the sort of um, understanding people are, are getting. So this is a new movement, organic regenerative. You know, we can just really start to question more you know, we, we we shouldn't just believe the marketing. Walk into a supermarket and assume everything's good for us. In in the future, and they're being developed now, we will have tools that can actually. Uh, assess the nutrient quality of you know a, of a vegetable, so that you can actually walk into the um, the supermarket and and sort of say, okay, you know, forget the marketing. This actually tells us what the quality of this is. This is going to be good for you know um, for enriching my life <laughs> mm. <laughs> and not be harmful. Yeah. And
0: is that technology based? Obviously, what what they're doing with that. Um, yes. App driven or. Something? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah, we'll have an app. Yeah. It's it is available, but it's about you know really making that a common thing.
0: Yeah. I know in your business. Uh, looking at your website you're quite um technology uh, focused at things like podcasts and, and oh and yes and <laughs> yeah. how's that been received by the agriculture industry you know you, you instantly yeah. think you know like your own father if someone who's a multi-generational farmer i've done what dad did they did what his dad did yeah. um, how, how does that how do you find that process
1: yeah i think everyone's realizing that things are changing faster now than ever so 14 years ago when i started with the business you know we were you know um, just you know realizing that farmers were looking at the internet <laughs> and things probably have you know changed really fast and it was only a few years ago that um, my sister-in-law Nicola suggested the idea of doing the podcast and I thought no people want to see they want a video they want to actually see the person and I was so wrong this the podcasts have been so successful and the reason is because farmers can listen to podcasts on the tractor Like, they spend a lot of time in the tractor, they spend a lot of time in the vehicle, um, you know, driving around on on these large properties. And so there's been a massive take-up of the podcast, and people don't need to see (laughs) the person, and and yeah, it's quite funny. So, you know, if it's fair to say, grown like wildfire, (laughs) they're appreciated internationally as well, yeah. Great.
0: How do you think other people would describe you?
1: Passionate, yeah. Um, I'm fairly, you know, driven. I suppose, yeah, I checked that with the staff and I said, is that okay? They said, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's you,
0: yeah. (laughs) Well, it certainly seems that I'm definitely passionate about what you do. Yeah. Um, Why are you passionate? What sort of keeps you motivated to, to do that each day? The change that you've spoken about, you know, like trying to have an impact?
1: I think I was always driven even back to earliest memories from primary school sort of age to help people. And whilst, as I said before, I thought that was going to be in health yeah so what keeps me motivated is is just wanting to actually help people on a a larger scale so earlier in my life I might have thought about helping one person at a time in 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 the area of health I kept gravitating towards population health public health and with agriculture it's just you know it's actually planetary health and planetary health is is good but you can't have you know it's no use having the environment improving the environment without helping people so people are part of it so it's sort of a bit convoluted but it's a combination of um saving the planet and um really um getting to understand people and how people can um you know where the impact needs to be with people
0: i'd imagine um it's fairly time consuming when you're part of a family business and yeah how do you separate how do you get the you know the normal family Christmas barbecue versus yeah. getting off topic. To anyone who's about to work with a with a family or, or partner member, um, yeah. knows that you could quite often have that sort of interview with your personal life. How do you go managing that?
1: I think that the best thing that we've done is get you know collaborate with outside partners so that we're not just we're always looking at a cause greater than ourselves, and it's also greater than our family as well. And so recognizing where outside help can actually support us to separate those (laughs) so we have board meetings as directors you know which is funny I'm sitting down with mum and dad you know it's (laughs) a you know that's a board meeting but really recognizing that as apart from you know Christmas day (laughs) yeah and look we still have all our um our family get-togethers and yeah yeah so it's just making sure that you have both, and it's clearly yeah. <laughs> not not m- meshed into the one. I yeah. suppose you'd all
0: stop each other if anyone brings it up. Let's talk about that when we get back to work. <laughs> yeah, not today.
1: Oh <laughs> no, you do. Yeah, you do talk about some work things. Um, it's just. It would be impossible to be that black and white. So I'm not going to say we've got it perfect. But, um, yeah, it's just realising, yeah, like, you know, you go home, speak to your husband at night, and he's also the logistics manager. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we still speak about work. But um, there's this difference from work being the thing that you have to do uh, compared to um, what's, what the way we're actually driven by our values and what we're passionate about. So um we enjoy talking about you know making a difference so yeah
0: yeah when you share the passion
1: yeah Yeah. so so it doesn't so much feel like you know have you ordered the toilet paper for the office or like you know (laughs) yeah that's different
0: (laughs) Uh, what do you do with any spare time that you have
1: Mountain bike riding. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, that's um that's something that I've loved for many years and brought my husband and I together and now we do with our daughter as well. So um there's nothing like um, you know, particularly, you know, we love downhill mountain bike riding. Probably don't do as much of the challenging stuff as I used to a few years ago. But um but yeah, we love to, to get on the hill and get out in nature and um and ch- challenge ourselves and it just makes you switch off and be in the moment yeah, and so.
0: having grown up around yak i'd imagine you know a few good trails do so. you know
1: what i had no idea um back then um from the, for mountain biking so we rode motorbikes on the farm you know you, you just didn't even have you barely had push bikes on the dirt roads and things but it was actually going away and coming back um, and, you know, catching up with an old, you know, high school friend that said, do you know there's amazing mountains around us? So Bright, Falls Creek, Threadbow. Then I really, truly discovered the region. I, I Yeah, as a kid I, I probably stayed more just on in the confines of the farm. Yeah.
0: And yeah. um, what's something you can tell me now that not many people know about you? Um, Any fun facts? Or?
1: Yeah, not many people may know that, I'm a paraglider as well, so I've got my pilot's license for paragliding. Yeah, that's something that I took on in a difficult time in my life, just to really, um, yeah, challenge myself. And and you know, again, it's 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 like um, mountain biking, but sort of even more on steroids because it's life. You know, <laughs> life and death. <laughs> life and death. If you don't get the um, yeah the the launch and landing right, or or the conditions right, so. Yeah. Tell me some amazing. more
0: about about that. Um, any near misses, or any, how do, how do you jump off a perfectly good bit of ground for the first <laughs> time?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, with paragliding, you, yeah, you you don't jump off. You actually run. Um, so you run until there's no land underneath you. Yeah, you run down a very very steep hill yeah. <laughs> until yeah you're yeah you're above the ground, it, and it's quite funny. You actually keep running and to make sure. <laughs> so it's a funny little. Uh, um, yeah, it's, a, it's, a awesome, it's awesome to see the bird's eye view and whilst I started with microlight flying earlier on, um, I was glad to leave the engine behind and actually just be up there with your, um, with just the glider. And, yeah, and you can just hear the different changes in wind. You can um, – and you have to really observe nature to see, you know, because wind is invisible. So, um, yeah, it's it's very um, – it's similar to surfing in that you've got to get the right wind conditions and they do come almost like waves, but you can't see them. So, um, yeah, it's a spectacular view of the world. And you
0: still get a bit of that? that- time for that or
1: yeah no it's something that i've had to put on hold because you can't um you can't just do that occasionally it's really dangerous to to um to go once every few months you sort of have to to really keep at it to to keep you know your um your yeah to keep your head around you know how to assess the conditions and all that sort of thing so i had to put it on hold um because my daughter's activities became more important um but uh, that paraglider sitting in the shed ready for me to get back into it yeah Right.
0: <laughs> yeah uh, being a managing director of a company you'd now that have some philosophical thoughts perhaps or in particularly, the, I guess, the particular business and product and the desire and passion you've already discussed, yeah. what's some great quotes? Have you got any quotes that you sort of apply as filters to life? Or?
1: Yeah, um, there's, yeah, uh, one of my favourite quotes is um, uh, by Albert Einstein and it's just that um, you can't solve a problem with the same level of thinking that actually created the problem. And that's something that really rings true for us. So we we need to regenerative agriculture is really coming up with um, innovative solutions, um, and yeah, just not carrying carrying on the same way um, that's got us into you know a lot of the agricultural disasters if you like you know the, the the drought and things like that is not just the weather it's actually partly how we've been dehydrating the ground from the way we've been farming so yeah they've got a lot to a lot of creativity there and it's it's both challenging and exciting you know to, to think that there's possibilities beyond what you've already considered yeah we, we we like to say you don't know what you don't know yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um- what do you consider to be your biggest achievement in life so far? You can take this professionally, personally, whatever you'd like to do, or we can answer it both ways.
1: Yeah, um, really, you know, really taking on business. So um, this Nutracell business um, wasn't something that I had experience in before, you know, I partnered with mum and dad to, to really make it into a, a bona fide business. Um, so it's not something I even saw it as a strength, so to to take it on and learn the necessary legal and structural things to actually build a business and then build a team, um, you know, the, the, the team having employees can be really scary. They, they then rely on you to have a successful business to pay them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all of those things and, and really feeling like that, you know, we've, we've been able to achieve that. Um, yeah, it feels like, yeah, my greatest achievement. Yeah.
0: You mentioned employees. Has that ever, at any time, has that ever kept you up
1: at night? Sure. (laughs) I think um, people um, are our greatest challenge. So um, it's not so much, you know, making the the worm liquid and, um, you know, and actually producing the product and selling it. It's actually how to get a vibrant team that are all firing. And, you know, um, you sort of can't expect in some ways, I've always felt like you can't expect other people to have the same passion that you do. But I've actually learnt that if you really get to understand um, each other's values, you can actually get them firing in a way that um, we're all, you know, like a, a weapon of mass destruction for good, if you like. So we're all, um, we're all, you know, making sure that our jobs are like, or what you know, what we're we're coming to work to do is exactly what we, you know, are best at. So that's been. The challenge, the keeping you up at night is sort of going, okay, this person, they're just not really happy, how, you know, and, 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 and you think, okay, what's not working for them, you know, or what's changed, and yeah, yeah, you do spend a lot of time thinking about that.
0: Do you find vision, goals, all those sorts of things as, as the driver to that success though? i trying to... To yeah. to take I guess, that stress away and, and make sure everyone, if, as you said, if it's not their passion as much as yours, but keeps them on track to, to support
1: that. Yeah, absolutely. So we've actually spent a lot of um, time, we've invested a lot in this area. So from a few years ago, we started uh, working with business growth strategies, Rod Fraser and Alan Martin. And so it all started with doing what they call a talent dynamics um, process with each individual in the business so we all got to um, learn some more common one is Myers-Briggs people have heard of that type of thing so we, um, we this is just a slightly different one called Talent Dynamics so we all learnt what really helps us fire if you like um, then we when we did a values um, process so we learnt what our, our individual values were then we looked at our um, purpose and the purpose was something that, as you can see, we've all been really, always been really passionate, but it was something that we articulated. So we hadn't actually got the words out. And that's why, you know, we're very clear about what we do so that we empower farmers to grow life-enriching food. And, and that's everything that we do then needs to always be fitting into that, um, under that purpose. And then, yeah, we created values for the business. So, and then we match. You know how do our values match the values of the business? So yeah, it's it's very it's made a big difference for us as a business to, to sort of recognise um, whose values are where. Some might be you know it's not like everything has to be a business value, but um mine tend to be. <laughs> but that's yeah that's yeah. But so it could be family. It could be um, you know uh, you know just. Uh, nature, there's all these different um, things that, yeah, and, and we'll go through that process again because we've got three new members since we did it a year or two ago and that'll help, you know, pick the team up another level, yes. Yeah, so. mm. mm.
0: um, do you have any regrets in life so far?
1: I couldn't say that I do, yeah, Yep. Yeah, yeah, no proud of where we're at, yeah. So, yeah. In
0: terms of uh, opportunity, you know. Do you buck the norm, and if something's in front of you, do you stick to what you know or you're comfortable with, or do you do you look at other uh, and explore? It sounds if like you're into hang gliding and, yeah, <laughs> and mountain biking, or... yeah,
1: yeah. Very excited about bucking the norm, <laughs> as you put it. Yeah, no. So, it's really important. Um, just going back to that quote, saying that we have to, you have to think outside the box. You have to, um, you know, try and come up with creative solutions. And the challenge is not um, accepting every single opportunity <laughs> that's in front of you and being able to guide the course to say, right, it's worth investing in this area. And I set up a different organisation from Nutrisol at one stage just to really develop the education side of things. So it's called Soil Restoration Farming. And it felt like a bit weird and a bit risky and there was no income but we, yeah, we managed to run about... 10 um, education programs in Western Australia. So it was a risk and it just felt like that the West Australian farmers really needed, um, and they were calling out, they were saying, we need to get some of these great scientists, independent scientists to come and speak over here. So we created that and then we had a number of we collaborated with a number of organo- um businesses like NutraSoil, who all sponsored the um, events. And so, yeah, it's really paid off in the way that there's been a huge culture change and a huge lift in um, the farmers following these regenerative practices in Western Australia. So, yeah, that's uh, I, I don't mind to try things that are different, but it's always scary. Yeah. I was going to say
0: the risk. <laughs> yeah, the risk is the key word that you said in there. Yeah. Isn't it? if you don't yeah. take a risk, you might not necessarily achieve anything. No. You'd agree with or, yeah
1: that's yeah. exactly right yep
0: and what's the best thing that's ever happened to you in life do you think
1: oh you know just have to has to be you know creating a family you know so um yeah so we've got a, a very a small family my husband and and my daughter and um yeah creating life and 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 just being able to share the world in with our family unit so we're very close it's yeah. definitely <laughs> the best thing
0: You sort of mentioned at the start of the interview, obviously, you studied in health and was interested in health. You've ended up in agriculture. As a kid, what did you want to be? Like, a lot of people have these grand ambitions to be astronauts or different things like that. What what were you thinking as a kid?
1: I always felt compelled to help people in some way. I think I felt like I had a pretty privileged upbringing, even though it would have been, you know, basic on the farm. Yeah, and so the funny thing is at that time we always felt it was really healthy and it was later in, later on that I sort of realized that that farms aren't the healthiest place unfortunately um like I thought I might have been a health practitioner you know as you know got closer to uni and and I just always gravitated to these um larger scale scenarios so whilst I went and did health science it that university degree didn't lead to any particular um, health practitioner role, and that was the number of the people in the course were always sort of saying, Oh, well, what job am I going to have?" And I thought, "Oh, this is interesting. I just keep, you know, looking at larger scale, um, yeah, like population health, public health, yeah." So, yeah, I, I really feel that you know the connection it came full circle, you know that. That the way we grow our food does affect our health, and so I really felt I was in the right place when we started, you know, building Nutrisol as a so business. I've sort of
0: come around to where yeah you were sort of thinking yeah. anyway, but you just didn't probably know what that mechanic was. Yeah,
1: and in the middle, so between health and, and getting to Nutrisol was um, I spent several years in um, a small town called Nanup in Western Australia on um, community development. So for the local council, I was the youth and community development officer, and. I love yes. Again, it's thinking of whole communities. How do you um, how do you improve the, the social and you know um, and environmental you know um, outcomes for whole communities? So I really bought that. That's quite unique, I think, in that we run a business that sells a product, but we're very interested in building the regenerative agriculture community. And so, um, yeah, all of these things link. Yeah,
0: hindsight's always twenty twenty. <laughs> Is there any advice you'd give a younger, a younger you? Anything you've learned? You've thought, you thought, know, yeah, my my daughter, you know, I yeah, I'd make sure she doesn't do that. Or
1: oh, I think everything you do, um, you do for a reason. It's all about your own journey. But I think that just realizing that you are capable of so much, so and it's actually. Um, it's not all the education, like, you know, the university education and that that's going to make you a better person. It's really getting to know yourself and your own values. And, and, um, and, yeah, when you get to know yourself first and then realise, you know, get to understand other people more, you get sort of less depressed or anxious or concerned about what um all of these things that sort of tend to be big problems for young people we didn't used to use those words as we were growing up but you start to understand oh that person acted that way and it wasn't about me you know this is you know when you say my daughter but um yeah it's useful right through life you know so you sort of realize that you're capable of so much and yeah you're the one that needs to make it happen no one else can do it for you
0: Let's have a little bit of fun. Uh, <laughs> a movie about your life. Ah, who would play you?
1: Well, the first person that came comes to mind is Julia Roberts. I mean, she's gorgeous, but it's the it's the sort of films that she's been in that I. Um, She's very passionate. So I remember Erin Brockovich, you yeah. know, she's, she transcends the stereotypes of women. So even in Pretty Woman, you know, she, yeah, so she's a strong woman, really compelled to, to do good in, in, you know, in the roles that she's played. So that's that's my thoughts.
0: If you could, um, <laughs> if you have a couple of people at the dinner table with you and your family, you know, whether they're still with us or whether they've um, passed away, who, who would you like to surround yourself with?
1: Oh, I mean, it's just straight, straight away. It's like the Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would definitely like to sit down with a Dalai Lama. But the other person is my grandmother. I was thinking like, you know, yeah, she's passed away now, but I'd like, yeah, she she's just like my number one fan. <laughs> and you
0: probably get some real good wisdom out of those too. So like, yeah, <laughs> really yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, no, I'd, my grandmother would be just be like, you know, practical. <laughs> and yes, then the Dalai Lama philosophical, like yeah. he's just... Awesome.
0: If you could be anywhere in the world tomorrow, where would you be? Don't worry about money. Where would you be? Who have you got there with you?
1: I'd be in Sri Lanka with my family. Yeah, with Justin and Matilda. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Good one. I'd love to be. Well, uh, Rochelle Armstrong, maybe give it a plug. Mm-hmm. NutriSol, just for agriculture. Can you use it in your garden at home? Or what's? It?
1: Yeah, it's um, useful. So it's a worm liquid that could be used for anything that grows. <laughs> so that's from the the veggie patch at home to the broad acre crop um yeah so because it's not a, a really harsh fertilizer that forces growth it's actually got a full range of nutrient it's got the enzymes and hormones and all sorts of things that we're still learning it's such a complex um product that yeah it basically gives the chemical signals for growth and and naturally so yeah for anything that you want to grow yes nutrasol is definitely going to benefit it yeah
0: Thanks for listening to The Journey. At BMG Partners, they enable people to achieve their dreams. And if listening to this conversation got you thinking about your journey and whether you're on track, they'd love to hear from you. Head to bmgpartners.com.au. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.